our life and into our hearts. We need you.
Davis, certainly all copyrights belong to the representative artist. I was enjoying that, you know, and it was really speaking the, the sentiments of my heart. Lord, we need you. We need you. I don't need the president. I don't need Congress. I don't need a doctor right now. I don't need a lawyer. I don't need an Indian chief. I need God. That's who I need. You know, and so I'm just thanking God for his goodness. And, and that's what my heart is crying out tonight. Lord, I need you. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday, men focus. Soon, that's going to be ending soon. We've had several sessions of discussions that have gone on, uh, but it, it's limited. It, it has a limitation on it. And so if you've not joined in, you're going to want to join in on this Monday, the, the coming Monday at 5 p.m. As I said, it is an open forum that you can discuss. You can call in. You can make comments. You know, and, and so with that said, Tuesday night is Bible class or Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., KKLA.com uh, or 99.5 on your radio dial. That's FM for those that don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm just having some fun here. But truly, as I said, my heart is crying out to the Lord this evening and, and a lot of good things that I'm crying out to him for. And I, my prayer is that you are also seeking the Lord as well. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking Bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, we're in the month of April. We're in the consecration uh, here at Cornerstone. And for those that that are joining in and consecrating as well, that means no meat. If it has a vertebrae. Uh, leave it alone. If it's crawling on all four, if it's flying, if it's swimming, leave it alone. Yeah, and so, uh, and to keep you from transgressing, uh, from Saturday morning, 12.01 a.m., that's zero dark 30 hours to some, uh, to Sunday, uh, 11.59 uh, p.m., that's open. That's open. Because I don't want you to transgress the, the consecration. Monday through Friday, consecrate. And in your consecration, pray for souls. If you're praying and, and seeking God's supplication for your community, your neighborhood, your neighbor, you know, your home, your house, charity starts at home, you know, and, and then spreads out abroad. Let's not pray for things. God understand and know the things that you have need of. I, I, 
I have so much confidence in that. I know that he does. And I, and I have a testimony to back that up. But let's pray about souls. My soul needs to be saved. Your soul needs to be saved. And there are souls that you pass by daily. They want to be saved. And so in the simplest term, I'm asking you to make a sacrifice of plant-based living throughout the month of, uh, of April. Same as in the Garden of Eden. And to get up close and personal with God. We're not just fasting, you know, but this is going to, we need to be up close and personal with the Lord. Now, during this consecration, those that have already started, those that are consecrated, uh, you may have noticed, and you certainly, if you're consecrating and eating plenty of vegetables to substitute, uh, and, and you can have a full meal, you know, you'll, you, you should notice some change in your body odor because the stench of death is missing. Let me say that again. You, when you start eating and putting more greens into your, into your diet, your meals, and eating more uh, fruits, so you're eating a lot more fruit and veggies, you will notice that the stench, the body odor that you normally would have, if you were sweating, it's going to change. It's not going to uh, be the same. It, neither is it going to be the same when you go to the bathroom. The stench of death is gone. Mm -hmm. Now, when you eat meat, that's a different story. That stench returns. But when meat is absent from the body, it changes the odor. And I think you can put two and two together. You can, you can do the math on your own and figure out why that is. And so, as I said, we're consecrating unto the Lord, uh, seeking him and seeking his guidance. And, and it's all about the souls. It's all about the deliverance. We need God's anointing. We need his anointing because the Bible said the anointing destroy yokes. His anointing is what destroys the yoke. And as we are, you know, going forward throughout this month, let's be mindful of that. I can't stress it enough, but I'm going to stop stressing it. We're going to go into the word of God this evening. Um, I, I endeavor not to be long. And so uh, in the book of Daniel, beginning at the 12th chapter, I'm going to start at verse one and through the third verse. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and they shall be a and it and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. 
We thank you for your, your grace, this opportunity you've given us to stand and declare your word. Once again, Lord God, we don't take it lightly. Lord, use it as a privilege that I recognize, Lord God, and to be a hearer of your word, to be a recipient. Lord God, I recognize it as a great honor that you have given us ears to hear, hearts to receive. Lord God, help us to retain what we receive, Lord God, and to meditate on your word. You said if we meditate on your word, we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, and whatsoever we do, it shall prosper, Lord God. And so we depend upon your word. Lord, your word has already been proclaimed, Lord God, and so your word is established. And we pray and ask to be found in your will, pleasing in your sight, in Jesus' name, amen. Want to take a subject uh, this this afternoon and just talk about the book, this book, this book. This book is all about you. Uh, th- yes, I said this book, the Bible. The Bible is about you. It's for you, and it is about you. Now, did you know that Jesus could open the Bible and open the the books, the scriptures, the and read about himself. Psalm 47 uh, gives this, this declaration. Therefore, or then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will. O oh my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great, con- in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips. O oh Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy righteous, thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Jesus made reference to this. He's in the volume of the book. The writer of Hebrews makes reference of the Messiah. He is in the volume of the book. Genesis to Revelation is about the atonement of sin. The Lord uh, told Adam, um, and when he uh, addressed the issue of Adam and Eve and the serpent, you know, there was a declaration that was made that uh, that the enemy would bruise his heel, uh, but he would bruise his head. That was speaking about Christ. And so, uh, just as we read the Bible and we're reading about Christ, we are uh, woven in the pages there. Well, how am I in the pages? Because it speaks about our character. It speaks about either a godly character or an ungodly character. What character do you have this evening? Jesus could see his birth. Purpose, death, resurrection, and reward. There is an existing bias that has damaged the message for many. And and it is the responsibility of the ministers to unravel and to correct those atrocities that have been passed on from generation to generation. Uh, We shouldn't ignore it. All of us understand a little bit about tarnishing the truth. 
that if someone gives you a piece of the truth, but not all the truth, that is uh, received pretty badly. And in many instances, it's considered a lie. Now, that's both naturally and spiritually. When we talk about Jesus, we're not talking about a manipulated image that really does not exist. It doesn't matter what someone imagined in their mind. Well, I think Jesus looked like this. Well, I could say I think Jesus looked like a reflection of me. But there was no Polaroid cameras. There was no Kodak. No any no anything that you can think of in your mind except the word of God. And so uh, if it doesn't make sense, then it is nonsense. And so there's a lot of nonsense that has been passed on from generation to generation. And people embrace nonsense and get highly offended when you challenge that nonsense. If it's make believe, then it is false. If it's make-believe, if it's false, then it is not real. Now, let's, let's not make-believe. Let's make sense of it all. The Bible says, the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And when we consider that, when we consider the fact that he is a spirit, that means that there is no exact form that you can uh, paint of him. There's no exact form that you can imagine because he, he is, uh, I am what I am. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Father is seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you a true worshiper? Do you want to be a true worshiper? Like uh, the uh, auto, uh, auto mechanics, there are trades and Books that we read and uh, that we listen to and go on, we Google and, and look at stuff at YouTube to learn and to gather information so that we could apply a certain principle. Well, in order to be a true worshiper of God, then we need to get into his book. We need to get into the book that's been written uh, about him for you. We need to get into the book that has been written for you about you. And that is the Bible. We need to be a doer. I'm a doer. As a doer, you can read about your life. You will understand and know that if I live right, the word of God tells us in, in Revelation that he that overcometh. Well, if I'm overcoming the cares of this life, I'm overcoming the things of this world, the things that would derail me. I overcome those things, then there are rewards. I've read it in the word of God. And so therefore, I decided that I'm going to make application of what the word of God says so that I can be a recipient of those rewards. So I have read what a righteous person, a holy person will receive. Be holy for I'm 
holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Well, if I am holy, I know I will see the Lord. It was written for me so that I could make a well-informed decision. The word of God was written for you so that you could make a well-informed decision. Bless your Lord Jesus. It's written for you. It's written about you. It's written about the Lord. And, and so we're all there. We're all there. We're there in the beginning. When God created, in the beginning, God created male and female. He created both of them. He gave the command and said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and here we are. Seeds of Adam and Eve. John 1, 22 through 25 says, but be ye doers of the word, of first John, and not hearers only. How, how many of us have heard the word and didn't do it? I believe all of us are guilty of that. And then there comes a time where we mature and say, you know, I better not make those same mistakes. I better not err in judgment. I better be more precise in what I'm doing. I need to be more careful. I'm too, I'm too old to be a, uh, a fool. There's a difference in a young fool, you know, young man, and I'm going to put that, I'm going to lower that age limit down into the teens. I expect someone that's younger to make certain mistakes, certain errors along the way. Uh, I expect, especially when it comes to men who do not mature as quickly as women, to err into maybe their 20s. But when you start hitting your 30s, and you start and you're still doing the same thing that you did when you was a teenager. That's poor judgment. That's some foolishness. And I'm being nice in the terms that I am using. Because we should know, which we do know better. And we could do better. Be you doers of the word. And not hearers only deceiving yourself. Why deceive yourself? Why walk around with the image in your mind that you're going to be all right, I'm going to be okay, and continue to go down a path that's going to lead, as you have read in the book or you have heard because someone has reiterated to you what the book says, the Bible, that if you're a liar, you won't be in God's presence because a liar won't tarry in his presence. If you are an adulterer, if you are a fornicator, if you just got the cane helpers and you got to steal and do and carry on, you're not going. Everybody, all roads do not lead to heaven. Well, I believe in God, but I, I, I believe I'm spiritual. I'm a spiritual person. Yes, you are. You are mind, body and soul. You are trichotomy. However, all souls belong to God and the soul that sitteth, it shall die. See, we read that in the word of God. So if you are a sinner, you know that you will be separated from God. If you are a saint and God converts sinners to saints, it is not a Catholicism moment. It is what God does. You do not perform miracles. God does. 
and salvation in itself and the saving of your soul is a miracle. To turn to turn red, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. So though your sins be as red as blood, he changed it. That's a miracle because you've never seen red paint, fingernail polish, marker or anything turn white. But God can make that happen. Others will walk around and think about the thing, the wrongdoings that you may have done intentionally or unintentional. God says when you repent of those things, when you turn from unrighteousness and turn to righteousness, that those things will never be mentioned again. He has a way of doing away with them. He has a way of getting rid of it. It's written in this word. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and go away, go his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. There's something about applying the words of the book into our lives that causes us to be blessed. Well, I'm applying the word, but I'm not blessed. Well, are you really applying the word? Because, see, the word touches our finances. The word touches our character. It touches our professionalism. It touches everything that could, could come to your mind. Anything you could think of that you could throw at me to ask, what does the Bible say about it? It's there covered. It's covered. It's covered in the word of God. The Bible said the diligent will bear rule. See, so it's covered. So where's the diligence at? We make a lot of excuses and, and and try to blame and, and cast the blame when all the fingers point back at us. Am I doing what needs to be done? Am I applying what needs to be applied in my life correctly? Well, you can go into the word of God and you can look at your life, compare it. The Bible told the ministers, the fivefold ministry, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, teachers and pastors for the perfecting of saints till we all, including them who have the gift, the apostle, pastor, teacher and all those that I just named, until we all come into the statue, till we all come into the measurement of the man Christ Jesus. Well, you won't know nothing about Christ Jesus if you don't get in the book. It's not enough to just hear uh the preacher exhort the word of God and you don't get in the book and learn it, read it, experience it for yourself. Daniel, the, the, the 12th chapter said, and at the time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble. Such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. 
everyone that shall be found written in the book. Hmm. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. That should be of some concern. Those that are delivered are those whose names are found written in the book. There are many that have placed their name in the book. They put their name there in their imagination. Did God place your name there? And what name has been put there? Is it your name that you was born with here on, in whatever, on whatever continent you're on? Is it on your birth certificate? Or is the name that's in the book a reference to the white stone with a new name in it that no one knows except the one that receives it? What name is in the book? Hollywood has messed things up. There's been a picture painted that people are walking around with. The, everybody can go to heaven. No one's going to hell. Everyone's going to heaven because everyone's name is in the book that's been written. Everyone's name is there, except when you get in this book and you begin to read and you find out that my characteristics do not measure up, that my lifestyle uh, now that I've come into the knowledge of the truth, I'm still doing things the way I want to do them instead of applying the word of God. So therefore, I have not truly repented of my sins. I I'm making declarations of what the word of God says, and, 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 and I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be the head and not the tail. But that's contingent upon obedience to the word of God. And it's, those are in the following verses that seem to be ignored. Michael has been called an archangel, a seraphim. And here the scripture tells us that Michael is a prince, which stands for the children of Israel. Now, Michael is not the uh, only prince that's mentioned in the scripture. He's not the only angel that stands as a protector for God's people. Psalms 34, 7-9 says the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And deliver them. It tells us to oh taste and see. It is taking us back to God. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Now the Lord has something for everybody. Now as a child. As a newborn. A newborn does not eat the same food that a child eat. That a, and the child may not ingest. Well it depends on what child you have. I have grandsons and they ingest every. But listen. That child may not ingest the same thing as a teenager. And that teen may not ingest what an adult. But you can still taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. Do you fear the Lord? Now, this fear is... Uh, says that I will use better judgment. This fear corrects my path when I'm doing, when I'm heading in the wrong direction, or I think about heading in the wrong direction. Uh, that fear tells me to change my course. That fear. The day came that I realized that there was someone bigger than I, someone bigger and badder. I was holding my own, but I, I had a, a wake-up call, and Begin to consider my ways. So see, everybody comes to a, a, a crossroad. 
where you begin to think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and what is the better way to go and how to use better judgment that will bless you. Better judgment, you'll always be blessed by using good judgment and your family. And you honor God, not just with words, but through your actions because you're using better judgment. And the more you learn about judgment and, and through the word of God, what to do, how to act, how to restrain yourself. We, we're all able to restrain ourselves from doing wrong. The Bible said resist the devil and he'll flee while you're calling upon the name of the Lord. So you have the ability to resist. Matter of fact, you have practiced resisting already. The only way I learned to do this is by reading the word of God. The more I got into the word of God, the more I became empowered, the more you become empowered. It teaches us how to honor him. How can you honor someone? How can you love someone and you're not interested in knowing what they desire? Give God what he wants. Give the king what he wants. How are you going to know what he wants if you're not in his word? How are you communicating with him? That's like talking on your iPhone. You're claiming that you're having a conversation with someone, but your iPhone is not on. Your Android, you, you haven't even powered it up. So how are you having that conversation? Are you make-believe? Remember, make-believe ain't going to cut it. Living a fantasy is not going to do it. My God, bless you, Lord. Listen. We have to try what God is offering. And the only way to see what he's offering is to get into the word that has been given to us. And, and so it, 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 it takes some denial. It takes self-discipline. Changes from what we used to do. Uh, you have to replace some things. Uh, you know, you have to listen to what the, uh, what the pastor is telling you. Uh, well, I don't need a pastor. Yes, you do. The word of God says, how can you hear without one? Mm -hmm. And they can't be one unless God called them. So those that have gone to seminary school and thought it was a good trade to take up and, and you know, and, and they'll learn the word of God and, and, and learn some, some, a few etiquettes. It doesn't mean that they've been called by God because there is certainly a, a, a an anointing that accompanies the call of God, not just a trade, not a certificate. It is a calling. And God placed that calling, which is a burden, upon the shoulders of those whom he have ordained. Those who, and he ordained in front of many witnesses, not, not the witnesses where you gathered your family together, and I'm gonna go on here, you gathered your family together for a big celebration like you're graduating high school or college or something like that. That's not an ordination. So that's not the ordination. The ordination of what God sends is placed upon the individual and others see it. Others can walk by you in a grocery store and fill it and know that you are called of God. Let's go on. We don't get it all at once. Don't think you're going to get into the word of God. I've met some that, that, man, I didn't get it. They thought they were striving that they were going to get it overnight. They were highly motivated. They were a motivated ten. And when they didn't, when they came short, 
They begin to unravel. You're not going to get it all at once. Salvation is not a sprint. We're not going to get it uh, at a, at a we're going to run a hundred yard dash and we're going to make it at South. No, this is a marathon, man. Ladies, this is a marathon. You pace yourself. Let God drive it. Matthews 24, again at the 12th verse said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. See, it, it, a marathon represents that endurance factor. You got to have some endurance. You got to have some tenacity. Just like it took time to become what you are in this instance, in this moment, right now, whatever you are. Repositioning is a process that requires that to, that same tenacity, that same consistency. Kingdom living is a lifestyle that we apply, just like just like any other lifestyle that we had before. Whew, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the lifestyle that we had before the Lord saved us, got our attention, however he did it. It's a lifestyle. So no matter what kind of lifestyle you had, you applied something. This you have to apply is a lifestyle. Go ye stand, Acts 5 and 20. The Lord told uh, Paul and, and told Peter and, and John, said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. See, we're supposed to be talking about the words of this life. And I, I'm going to tell you, the, the move of God's spirit in this life that we that we live in touches everything around us when we apply it the right way. And many of them that sleep, the second verse, Daniel 12, 2, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake and some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. All those that lived and died prior to Enoch's prophecy. All of those that lived afterwards and then died prior to Christ. Jews said uh, about the 14th, 50 verse, and Enoch also, the seventh of Anna of Adam, prophesied of the saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoke of him. See, people are walking around there saying things, not knowing that you just get in a book and you read, man, man, you mean if I if I'm walking around using uh, the the Lord's name in vain? How many have people use the Lord's name in vain all the time? And they use his title. Oh, God. And they may add some other words at the end of that title. God. God is a title. It's not a name. And then they may use uh, Jesus in vain in the middle of something else that is going on that is not uh, that is more profane. And so therefore they profane the name of the Lord. But, you know, God is forgiving. He know that many things we do and have done out of ignorance. But we don't walk in ignorance tonight. We walk knowing the truth. We walk knowing that the Father seeketh such as worship him in, in spirit and in truth. 
Job said, for I know that my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. Though my reins be consumed within me, it doesn't matter what I look like. He's given a description of someone that he has seen already, had passed on, died, and seen the skin worms, have seen the, the eye sockets and everything just all dried up, the, the skin, looking, the flesh looking like leather. But yet he makes this declaration that though I look like that, I know the day is going to come that I'm going to see God for myself with my own eyes. I'm reading about it right now. And knowing that Job has made that declaration, the Bible said a man that eschewed evil, he hated evil, he came to his senses one day and said, you know what, that's not for me. Doing wrong is not the lifestyle I'm going to have. I'm going to be faithful to my wife because he was married. He said that, that I, he even made a vow with his own eyes that I'm not going to be looking at another woman and thinking about, oh, what it might be like. But I'm going to pay attention to what I have already at home. What's that saying? A, a, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. What you have at home, you ought to cherish. You ought to give it your all in all instead of falling for that old thing of, and it's so crazy because people still use it when you're still eating that same bowl of rice. And people fall for it. Oh, you're a different bowl of rice. You're a different flavor. And so I'm going to try you. And then you destroy what you had. Job offered sacrifices for his children. I don't know what my sons are doing. I don't know what my daughters are doing. But I'm going to offer a sacrifice to God in case they offended him, that he'll be merciful unto them till they come to themselves. Until they realize that they've got to change their ways and be consistent in their walk with the Lord. I don't know what they're doing. We don't know all what our children are doing. Until they slip up, sometimes you, you, you might be in the presence of your son and, and having a conversation and you smell it. And you, you know what he's been into. You know what he didn't consume. But you don't say nothing because you remember where you were. You remember that you was not always there. You weren't always practicing good judgment, having good sense about yourself. Matter of fact, your parents might have did the same thing, caught you uh, with your eyes uh, uh, puffy, red, you know, caught you a little off balance because of where you've been and what you've been doing. But they kept praying for you. They kept holding you up before the Lord until you came to yourself. And look where you are today. Psalm 17 and 15 says, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake with thy likeness. Now, we're in the book of Revelation and, and, uh, and, and we're just about at the end where what Daniel is seeing, we're, we're arriving there in Revelation. And so I'm going to read this uh, here in the 20th chapter in the 12th verse. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books 
according to their works. We need to look into the book right now. Don't don't wait until that day and try to take a peek. Be concerned at that day and that day what's in the book. Be concerned what's in the book right now because the book was written for you and it was written about you. It was written to help us, not to destroy us. It was, the whole purpose of Christ was to bring us into reconciliation. It was to bring us into a place of being, reuniting us in fellowship with God. Isaiah 66, 24, told you I wasn't going to be long tonight. 66 and 24, and they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and there shall be an abhor in their flesh. They that be wise, are you going to be wise going forward this moment? You ought to make up in your mind, I'm going to be wise in what I do. I don't have to be a fool. Look, if you're going to be a fool, be a fool for Christ. But don't be a fool for the enemy. Don't be a fool for the devil. Don't be a fool for another man or for another woman. Uh, Everybody plays a fool sometimes. (laughs) Mighty God. You don't know nothing about that. Listen, don't be a fool. Be a fool for Christ. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars of forever. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace today. Lord God, we just pray and ask that you would bless us to, to Lord God, your word has already given us direction. We know that we can read in your word and understand our life, understand who we are, purpose of life, purpose for us. Lord God, your word tells us that you would, that we are prospered and be in health even as our soul prospered. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would watch over and keep us. Help us to govern ourselves according to your word, according to your will, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, and we'll be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Listen, friends, uh, I pray and hope that your hearts are encouraged. If you're looking for a church home, someplace to worship, come join us here at 524 East Pasadena Street where there's ministry, there's growth, and you belong here. Cornerstone Apostolic Church. You know, join us on Sunday as we go into praise and worship at 9 a.m. The Lord has blessed us in enlarging our borders. Not only are we have the, uh, the podcast, the live service that, that you're listening to right now on this uh, 12th day of, of April 2022, but we're also now on the radio declaring the word of God, you know, and, and that's what we're about. It's all about souls. As you consecrate, uh, as you join into the consecration, pray about souls. Let God handle everything else, and he will. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I'm praying for you in Jesus' name. I've been captured. 
by your love I can explain. Now you have me, I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now I surrender, my life is not my own. Let the Lord know you belong to him. Find a song that you want to sing to him and just make music in his ears. Serenade him. Can't nobody bless him like you can. Mighty God.